In today's episode, we're discussing what it's like having a daughter. Hey everyone, welcome to the Papa y Fatigue podcast, the podcast for dads by dads. I've heard from some soon-to-be dads that they're sort of concerned about having a daughter and Concerned is maybe not the right word. I guess it's more like they're sort of unsure about having a girl. You know, they're not really sure how to relate. And and maybe those dreams of playing sports and doing sort of quote guy stuff might be a little bit less sure for them. And since Jim and I both have daughters, we thought we'd discuss our experience with having girls. But first, here's my deal. I'm Dave. I have an eight-year-old daughter and a four-year-old son. I'm Jim. I have an eight-year-old daughter and a five-year-old daughter. So here are some benefits that we found for having a strong father-daughter relationship. You know, girls are more assertive without being aggressive. They have better grades in school. They're more likely to be admitted to pursue higher education. They feel better about themselves. They feel more confident in relationships with partners in general. And also that the relationship with the father sort of sets their expectations for their future relationships. You know, how they're going to be treated by a spouse, what they sort of expect out of those relationships, which are super important. So Jim, you know, talk to us a little bit about what your first thoughts were on, you know, having a daughter. Did you find out in advance? Did you have a preference? What was that all like for you? Thinking on this topic earlier today, I was remembering that time and it's, it feels like a long time ago. And I had to put myself in the place of being a guy who was expecting to have a kid because now I've, I've got a daughter and it's exactly what it is. And I'd was remembering that I, there was I had a little bit of a- apprehension, and so I don't think I had a preference. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure I didn't have a preference as far as a boy or girl. I was just you know going to be happy to be a father. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in reflecting on that time, I think I did have some apprehension about having a girl. So we did find out uh, at the ultrasound, and uh, it was just new. You know, mm-hmm. that's something I don't I don't I mean I have an older sister, but I don't know a lot about about girls. You know, mm-hmm. uh, as far as being a, a parent of a girl. Um, so it was, uh, it was an adjustment, but I think it happened pretty quickly. I mean, once I knew it kind of felt like pieces kind of fell into place. And, um, for the, uh, for our second one, when I found out that we were having a second girl, uh, I felt the second child that I was hoping that we would have a girl because I felt like sisters were a good relationship. You know, we wanted to be able to have the siblings, uh, you know, play together. Not that, uh, you know, a, a son and, and a daughter wouldn't be able to play together, but it felt like. I mean, also we had all the girls' clothes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Don't we underestimate a, that. We had a total, a whole kit for girls, so it felt like uh, it felt like it was a natural thing. And then the older one's got a cousin that's about the same age, so uh, so I felt like like he and she could uh, could have that sort of uh, familial uh, boy girl relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, she would know it would be like to kind of have a brother, even though it was a uh, even though it was just a cousin. So that apprehension went away pretty quickly. And uh, and then I just kind of embraced it. You know, it felt like new ground and, and something I wanted to learn about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think early on, the one thing you needed to know, right, was what is it, wipe front to back, right? Because when you have a girl yeah, right. and exactly. the diapers, right? Like, that's the most important thing about having a girl at the beginning. Yeah. Like, that's all you need to know in the very first stages of life, front yeah. to back. Uh, and then other than that, right, it's all the same. You know, so I pushed really hard for us not to know the gender in advance. I've always felt like, you know, they're so like surprises in life. You just never know which way they're going to go. And I always felt like this would be a great surprise to have just not knowing the gender in advance. And this was a long discussion we had, but eventually I managed to convince my wife that we would wait. Uh, she won the second. So the second one we found out as soon as possible, but for the first one I got my way. 
Uh, but we all wanted a daughter. You know, growing up, my closest friends have always been girls and women. So that was sort of my comfort zone. And I actually, I kind of felt the other way. Like if I had a son, like, what do I do with this kid? And so it's just a little bit funny to have those role reversals. But, you know, absolutely sort of my um, comfort zone. And so I felt really good about having a daughter. And, and then sort of, you know, once we had the daughter and that was kind of, we get that checked off, you know, having a son or a daughter on the second one was like, hey, either way, we're cool. It was kind of nice to have a son just so you can kind of see the difference. And and I do think you're right, right, that the girls and boys, like a brother-sister versus a sister-sister versus a brother-brother, those relationships, I do think they, they play differently together. They sort of meet in the middle. Although, you know, my son plays with, I think he actually played with my daughter's dolls more than she ever did. Um, despite the fact that he has like a Captain America and a Spider-Man, he tends to play with the girls' dolls. So it's just kind of interesting to see how that happened. So I'm curious, you know, throughout all of this, have you found that there are sort of specific things that you do because you have a daughter? I think there are, and I had to think about whether I'd be doing something similar uh, had I have had I have a son. Um, and I'm not sure, but I think some of the some of the things we've talked about before, wanting to encourage the sciences, uh, you know, working on uh, self-esteem, um, looking at that, uh, you know, that that effect that happens to girls around age nine or ten when their, you know, their self-esteem starts to starts to be hurt, probably around the, you know, science and math. And so I'm trying to encourage those things, let them know that they can be scientists and engineers and astronauts and all those things, and just making sure that I'm not uh, that my implicit bias, you know, anything that I'm, you know, not aware of. And one of the things that comes up is. Early on, I decided to that I was going to say girls instead of like, "Hey, do you guys want to do this? Mm-hmm. Do you guys want to do move?" Just say, "You girls, do you girls." And and it's become second nature. And now, you know, there may, may be a mixed group of boys and girls, and I've got to consciously think, mm-hmm. boys and girls, not hey girls, let's all go anywhere. So, I don't know. It's a, they talk about representation and being seen or whatever. I feel like it's my small part of doing that. It's just acknowledging, uh, acknowledging that they're girls and you know and treating them appropriately as far as uh, as far as a, a a child rather than than a boy or a girl so they um i'm also very aware that uh when i'm doing things like using power tools or building a fire or you know constructing something and i mean they're interested and i think all kids just want to spend time with their parents and so i use that as an opportunity to explain what i'm doing you know mm-hmm. and just talk about it this is how you use the tools this is how you build a fire and uh in the same way that I would do, I think, if I had a son. So, mm-hmm. uh, being very conscious of just because, uh, you know, just because I'm the the dad and I'm doing those things doesn't mean they're things that that they can't do, mm-hmm. and trying to draw them into that experience as well. So early on, you know, I tried to sort of avoid some of the more gender stere- gender stereotypical roles about toys and things like that. So, you know, I, I did buy my daughter a fire truck, which she never touched. Uh, and a bunch of construction toys, which she never touched. And, and as I mentioned before, my son actually plays with some of her, you know, dolls more than she does. And that's okay. And so I kind of realized that as much as you might want to direct them, the kids, just they're sort of oriented in the way that they're oriented. But, you know, we tried that early on. And like you, you know, I'm, I'm particularly cognizant about math and science. And so a lot of the way that I um, try and talk about that will be through... Sometimes it's answering questions. So I can't remember. I think you just said we were talking about astronauts, right? And we were, we were, I don't know, talking about space. Oh, the last time the, uh, with the Dragon capsule dock with the space station, we watched that live. 
and then we started looking about who the astronauts were and we focused on some of the female astronauts for my daughter. Um, but the other way I kind of look at that is in the kinds of books that we read. And so one of the things that I've been doing recently is to say, hey, I borrowed this book from the library for a very specific reason. And I want you, as we're reading this book, to tell me why. What is the lesson here that I'm trying to teach you through this book? And, you know, it might be about perseverance or any of the sort of life, social kinds of skills. And so I also look for books with strong female characters. So like when she was younger, you know, I think one of the things that was going, all the kids were reading was the Princess in Black series. They're all, you know, princesses that are, you know, they're also heroes, which was kind of fun to sort of not, you know, it sort of flips the whole princess thing on its head. They're the alter ego is they're a superhero and then they're sort of princess by day. And then, you know, other series that we like were the Jasmine Toguchi. And, you know, I think she's probably ready for Harry Potter. And I think Hermione is a nice role model. And then also some of the STEM books that are out there, which are really great, like the Ada Lace series, which is one that we've read. I think there's five of those. We've, we've banged through all of those. The Goldilocks series, which I think is also another good one. So really trying to focus on making sure that she has these stories that she can hear about that reinforce again the fact that there are these women that are you know more than capable of being in science and math and they're excelling at it and i think that's really important just to have that sort of daily kind of reminders that it's not always something that has to be done at school where it's like okay you know today we're going to learn about sally ride the first you know female astronaut in space i think there can be a way of um, making that a more sort of a daily reminder that she can do anything she wants so i'm curious you know, now that we've had whatever eight years of experience with girls, do you think that you've sort of run across anything yet that you feel might be harder for you because you have a daughter? I don't think anything so far. The the things, my biggest apprehension, I think, is when they get a little bit older. You know, when they hit uh, hit puberty and then you know high school. I'd, I was remembering a guy. I saw a guy wearing a shirt, something like. You don't scare me. I have four daughters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. that, that I think those teenage years are going to be uh, more challenging. Mostly, I think, just because I don't have any shared experience. It's not anything that I that I can mm -hmm. that I can relate to firsthand. Uh, and so I think, and you know, maybe you and I will have a podcast and we'll talk about it then. I mean, mm -hmm. those relationships with teenage daughters, I think, are going to be very different than relationships with with yeah. eight-year-old daughters obviously so mm -hmm. that's gonna be I, i'm anticipating that the biggest challenges are probably ahead mm -hmm. yeah i you know i think that <laughs> i think it's actually gonna start even sooner than that right it feels to me like i've i've heard that it starts at like 11 or 12 and i'm like i'm not mentally prepared for that at all but i would say that you know so far one of the things to me that's been a bit of a challenge and i mentioned this in a previous podcast about just sort of challenges of being a dad is that, you know, right now, so our daughter's just finished up second grade. And I think that I'm starting to see sort of more of the social dynamic on the school ground play out a little bit more than I was maybe expecting at this age. So my daughter has had a couple of times where, you know, she's come home crying and I'm like, you know, what's going on? Actually, it's really more that I, she comes home and she's out of sorts and I, I know something's wrong. And mm -hmm. I, you know, we have those conversations. I'm like, look, just if you can... Tell me what's wrong. I'm not going to be mad. I just want to help you out. Like, I'm, if you don't want me, I, I won't talk to your mom about it. This can just be between you and me. I'm, what I'm starting to try and do here is, is establish that sort of confidant relationship that she can tell me anything and that I won't get upset, but that, you know, sometimes you just need a, a release valve. And so in, in these conversations and 
really it's been sort of her worst days around things where the last one was just, I don't know, a couple months ago, she came home and she said, you know, these three girls said they, they didn't like me and they didn't want me my friend. And I'm like, that's brutal to hear as a parent because you're not really sure kind of, or at least personally, I wasn't really sure how to deal with that. And I gave her some examples in my life when I was younger and, and how I kind of handled it. And I'm not, it's not clear to me yet whether this is sort of a, a girl thing, but I certainly don't remember having as many of the social challenges, shall we say, uh, growing up. I mean, I had a best friend from first grade to seventh grade and, you know, we had two fights in, you know, those years. And she's, I don't want to say she's having fights, but she's already had this sort of disruption in this, in, in sort of her social sphere. And so far, what I found is generally these things literally the next day they blow over. But certainly mm -hmm. in that time and in that moment, that is a terrible thing to hear right that these girls don't and, and and you don't know why like she doesn't know why there's no reason given they just said we don't want to play with you or we don't like you and then they walk away and i'm you know again like i said i'm not i'm not clear if that is a sort of quote girl thing or whether that's just the way kids have developed or what or if it's you know but it certainly wasn't something that i remember like i said i remember dealing with and so those are the challenges and i'm i'm sort of expecting like you that those are going to get sort of increasingly difficult to be able to respond to as they get older, as, as I think just their whole social world gets more complicated and, you know, people hold grudges and then social media and all of those things. That's, I think, where I'm most concerned. And so, yeah, I think certainly the toughest days are ahead, but I feel like I'm starting to get a glimpse of some of the things that are going to start to create just more challenges as a father and, you know, I think a lot of this is going to be the sort of interpersonal relationships that that um, are going to be the issues that we're going to see. So, Jim, do you have any advice for fathers who may be apprehensive about having a daughter? Or like, I just, I don't know, like, it's coming. I know I'm going to have to deal with it. But like, how should I think about this? It may be easier for us at our generation in that things are more open or there's a there's more opportunities for women. And so, I mean, I think this would be a whole lot harder to do 20 years ago, 30 years ago, mm -hmm. 50 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that the difference between parenting a daughter and parenting a son would be much more, much more pronounced. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of feel like, particularly at this young age, they're just kids, you know? I mean, yes, there are the gender differences, but most importantly, they're children and how do we nurture them and how do we, how do we spend time with them as, as dads and as parents? Um, so I think that, I mean, the, the only, I'm not sure advice is what I'd want to say, but it's just, I think being a father far surpasses whether you're a father to a boy or a girl. And, and to me, and I think for a lot of dads, it just, it just became a natural thing, you know, that, uh, it was parenting your child and addressing their needs and, uh, trying to be nurturing in that way, regardless of, you know, whether they're a boy or a girl. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, you know, oftentimes, uh, soon to be parents sort of spin out of control about like the what ifs. And it's like, once you get there, you'll figure it out, right? Versus the like, how do I handle this potential thing that may or may not happen? And so I think just like you, right? Once you're faced with the challenge, you'll just step up and you'll handle it. And it doesn't really matter whether they're a boy and a girl. I mean, look, truthfully, sort of like the short of having like a peen for distance contest, like there's not anything that you can't do with a girl that you can do with a boy. Um, you know, sports, Lego, all that's like, that's not, you know, it's not a gender specific thing. And you know, I think the other thing to remember is that 
you know, if you think you want a son because you're like, well, you know, how do I, you know, I'm, I play sports and all that stuff. Like, just because you have a son doesn't mean they're going to want to play sports either, right? Like, again, I point to my son who sometimes plays with dolls, but, you know, then he will pick up Legos or he'll run around the house pretending to shoot guns, right? Like, so just because you have a son doesn't mean they're going to do, quote, guy things. And just because you have a girl doesn't mean they're going to do, quote, girl things, right? So you will sort of see who they are and, and you'll meet them where they are. And, you know, if you have any hobbies that you think are sort of, again, quote, guy things, you just sort of introduce those things. And, and you know, like you were saying with the tools and the fire, like kids are super curious about what you're doing as an adult. And that's a lot of the times they'll come up and they'll just get interested. And, and you can foster that sort of love of whatever hobby that you you might be concerned with with them. And, you know, one of the things that I did with the kids is I'm into photography, so, you know, I gave my daughter a little Polaroid, and I think my son's probably ready so that, you know, we have this other sort of kids digital, like the, I think it's a VTech camera, and I think, you know, we're probably ready to just sort of go out on a on a day trip to just go shoot pictures all day, and I think it's really just sort of exposing the kids to the activity that you that you would like to do with them, regardless of whether they're a boy or girl, and I think that's kind of the first stage. Um, so, you know, I wouldn't really worry about that. I mean, I, I guess I would say that, you know, as, as we have both actually already indicated, right, that our kids are young, so we haven't quite had to deal with the challenges of dating and all that stuff. But as I sort of mentioned a little bit earlier, my goal is to sort of set up a relationship where she can confide in me. And I think that that's, you know, what we want to do as parents, right, just to create that that relationship so that your daughter can come to you when when she has an issue and, and it's not necessarily you know boy or girl specific but ultimately i think if you can kind of create that relationship where they know that you're a confidant and that you're listening to them and that you you know understand their point of view and all that stuff that i think will make that relationship stronger and at the end of the day that's really all that matters right if you have a strong relationship with your daughter's son it doesn't matter if they're a girl or a boy or what they're into or what they're not into right that you'll have a successful relationship and you'll have a you know a contributing member of society a strong child and so i think that that's really the focus is just making sure that you're building a relationship whether that's through play or talking or whatever and that ultimately it won't matter that you might have wanted a son, but that you ultimately came up with a girl. Because I can't think of a single of of the parents that I've spoken with who I know who initially wanted boys, but who had girls. I can't think of a single one who's like, man, you know, now that I've had this yeah. daughter for yeah. eight years, I wish it was a boy, right? Like you get over that and you move on and, you know, you embrace the child that you have. So again, while you may be worried about it, once that once that daughter is born and once you start getting into it, it'll be fine, right? You'll, you'll have it all figured out. So we hope you found today's episode informative. If you'd like to support the podcast and hear more discussions around fatherhood, please subscribe and drop us a review. If you have any questions, hit us up on the Facebook page, facebook.com slash That's P-A-P-A-E-S-T-F-A-T-I-G-U-E. Thanks for listening.